Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 185, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. me and you. Your mama is so chooky, too. Uh, that is courtesy of J Music Chicago. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Someday you will find me caught beneath the Ugg boots in a champagne chook pernova in the sky. <laughs> that was just me. And I was just yeah. thinking of... Oasis. So yeah. is our Ugg Boots Chuvy? I feel like so this uh the full version of this, which you can find on my uh Bandcamp page, uh <laughs> had had like references to Rockware and Sean John and Echo and all that shit. But like, is that Chuggy? That feels like it's too old to be Chuggy. Look, man. For it listeners who don't know be. what Chuggy is, uh, it's what Gen Z is calling millennials uh, for being, or just that, but but that thoughtless lack of effort into style, paint by numbers, I right. open mouth, a gay consumer culture, like I bought all my outfits at PacSun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant and talented, the birds' rights activist herself. She is. Katie Golden! Birds rights in the building! Hey, it's me, Katie hey, Golden. Hey, 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 what's up, Katie Golden? How are you? you? Know. Good, good, yeah. doing good. Doing, yeah, yeah. Doing chuggy? Is that what they're saying now, doing chuggy? I don't know. Are you <laughs> Gen Z or are you millennial? I'm millennial. Okay, yeah. You. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so far away that I can't tell you guys apart. I'm like at wow. one end of the spectrum. Wow, the, okay. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that sounds bad. Uh, yeah. But it's, you know, it just means that I'm old as fuck. But <laughs> all you youngins seem the same to me. I see. Yeah, we're oh, monolith to you. I get it. Yes. Yeah, just youngs. What's new, Katie? What's what's new with you? Well, you know, uh, I've got my double shot uh, of the Moderna. So feeling good, feeling power. Yeah. How's that second, shot, shot, how's that shot, second shot. one taste? It was good. Uh, terrible for me. It's, it tasted so bad. Bit of the chills. Had a bit of the uh, the old the old. I like to call it the uh, Jimmy body. Um, a little bit of the trembles and the shakes. <laughs> Jimmy body. Right. But you know now I'm good and I'm stronger than ever. Did you try sucking a lime afterwards? I found that helped. Uh, we're gonna keep going with sucking this a lime. shots joke where it's uh, <laughs> shots, uh, shots, shots, shots. And shots. you had it chilled. You said so. You had it over ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got my second Johnson and Johnson vaccine. There so it is. I'm wow, little, uh, guys, these are the jokes you missed from the Andes pre-show. So gotta catch them all. Get it like a yeah. Pokemon, but vaccines. Yeah. Yes. yes. Are you? But yeah. So now you said you are. Are you two weeks? You said done. I am fully, fully? vaxxed. Shit, Miles actually, and I, uh, as of this, when this yeah. airs, we will be free. Wow. Nice. nice. Yeah. Went to went to the doctor. Went to the dentist. Got everything checked out. Oh Did shit! The, was the dentist like, "Oh fuck"? I've just been reading so many <laughs> yeah. articles from dentists who are like, "Man, the pandemic fucked everyone's teeth up. Like, yeah, no one I mean, took care of their shit. People were grinding their teeth, and like, they're looking at all kinds of weird shit just from a year of stress and not no visits." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, so. Humble brag, my teeth have no cavities, which is good. The Woo! bad news is my gums uh, needed attention, and it was very painful attention that it needed because they're oh, like, wow, yeah. yeah, you haven't been in for over a year. This is going to hurt. And so yeah. I was like, okay. Well, when you have <laughs> teeth that are as good as your teeth, the gums are always feel like they don't get enough attention. So yeah. I understand where where your gums are coming from. Yeah, yeah. they're they're uh, They've got FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> And Jinjo, uh, Jinjo virus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did you really have Jinjo? No, ginger? no, no. Because that's uh, what no, I, I didn't. Because I, I, I'm a good girl. I floss. Right, right. I had always heard that Jinjo was made up by Listo, big Listo, mm. Listerine. Uh, mm, it was a made mm-hmm. up. Big malady. Listo. Yeah. Want, want us to gargle their micro juice? Yeah. 
are you a cavity cavity haver in general? No, no. My teeth are pretty resilient to the punishment I put them through, chewing on popcorn kernels, leaving ice cream on them overnight. Uh, they're champions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leaving ice cream on them. Just soaking in some uh, vanilla, yeah. some Briar's yeah. vanilla. Just to, I got yeah. durable chompers, not so durable gums. They get sad at me when I don't floss. Um, my worst problem, like you mentioned, is the teeth grinding. I, I actually don't grind. I clench hard mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. night. And yeah. uh, the dentist continually says, yeah, you clench a lot. I can tell. And I got a mouth guard, but it was made out of a hard plastic. So when I put it in, I drool a lot. And then I start chewing on the mouth guard like repeatedly. Right. So I'm just chomping like and drooling all night. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just put a belt in my mouth like yeah. an old timey person. Put a wallet. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. A, a wooden there. dowel with some yeah. linen on wrapped around it. Yeah. I got I got fitted for a new mouth guard that's made out of a softer material. Oh, which congratulations. Will... Thank you. Thank that's you. That's huge yeah. for you. It's um, very just do big. what I do. I do the dots mouth guard. You take those candies, dots, and you just kind of hurl nice. along your teeth. Oh yeah, and yeah, chew down yeah. Overnight, and then you have a nice fruity tasting mouth in the morning. I just put a few select pieces of black licorice between my teeth. And then it also <laughs> looks like I'm missing teeth and I can pretend a like a, I'm a I'm a gold miner. And it's like, I found gold in these hills. <laughs> For an um, audience of no one in the middle of the night. I feel like as somebody who also hasn't had cavities in my life, like being married to my wife who takes as good, if not better care of her teeth and uh, she has had multiple cavities. It's like so fully a genetic thing. Like yeah. your the yeah. your ability or inability to get cavities. Like don't let them. I mean, it it helps to take good care of it, but like don't good. feel bad like if you ha if you're just like <laughs> if your teeth look like Swiss cheese, man. That's on that's on God. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't let the man shame gonna... you. For a second, yeah. I thought you were going to go with the Joe Rogan take. You're like, dude, I've never had cavities. That's what I'm saying. These dentists are lying to you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, what the fuck? Right. How come I never had no cavities anyway? Exactly, bro. Uh, we'll I was back fine. with Jair Bolsonaro after this. <laughs> big, big Listo. Big Listo and Bill Gates coming together, put their micro juice. Yeah. Ugh. Have we ever mentioned the idea for the uh, soccer podcast? <laughs> Gair uh, Golsonaro. Oh, that Anna was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Anna Hosnia's uh, pitch well, for a podcast. Uh, it, I'm just I came off of a I kind of a spicy yes. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> the network care. at large. Uh, all right, Katie, you are the host of uh, the fucked up nature show, Creature Feature, uh, where nature is revealed to be a, a horror movie. Uh, and also really cool. So we have a we have some nature shit going on today. We're also talking crypto crash. Uh, we're talking Trump org being possibly criminally liable. We're going to talk about Kendall Jenner's celebrity tequila. Oh, all of that. So Plenty bad. more. But first, Katie, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Yeah, uh, I searched for the White Stripes, like the band. Uh huh. Not because like I'm a big fan of theirs, although you know, oh, what is it, hundred year anthem? That's pretty good. But like, I was making a joke on the creature feature about zebras because I had a listener ask me about zebra stripes. Like, what are they black with white stripes or white with black stripes? And I wanted to make a joke about the white stripes. So I thought maybe googling the band would help me with the joke, but it didn't. That's chuggy as fuck, Katie. Uh, <laughs> do I like they feel like one of those they feel like Avatar a little bit, like one of those things that was a huge deal and then kind of disappeared from the culture. I guess Jack yeah. White is still a big deal. But yeah, Jack White is yeah. the reign of white. The white stripes was when it was cool to be like, yo, I saw the white stripes live. That was it was still be, I would be down to see them, you know? Yeah, they're actually he's fucking awesome to see. Like. I'm honestly shocked that Uggs and um, uh, Crocs outlived the White Stripes. Yeah. 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 Crocs. Because was there any reason? I mean, I just know that they were like him and Meg were just like, yeah, we're not we're not doing this anymore. Thanks. I don't yeah, know. I think where are my White Stripes fans at. Tell me why they break up. Shockingly, I think uh, a band that was a man and a woman, uh, their fan base was and you're not going to believe this toxic towards Meg White and uh, mm. treated her like shit. 
And she eventually was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. You oh, they can go fucking fuck toxic fanned her ass out of there? Yeah. I think what that was... the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. <laughs> I remember um... there being a big deal about like, oh, are they brother and sister or are they a couple? Right. I right. mean, that was on right. them. That was that was them. They like that was just Jack White being Jack Whitey. Mm. He wanted wait, there to what, be but like, are some they? Mystery. Which are they? They are ex husband and wife, I believe. Okay, right. Who claimed when they first came out to be brother and sister? Mm. Because I don't know. He he has some like weird. I'm not gonna say Michael Jackson vibes because that obviously has a weird connotation to it. But like. Johnny Depp channeling Michael Jackson in the Willy Wonka remake. Like, right. He is good at channeling like childlike stuff and enjoys I doing see. that. They thought they thought that would be good for the brand. The yeah, yeah. Right. We're just brother and sister walking to school together. Hmm. Well, that's kind of like his whole thing is because he he kind of wants to keep people off like wrong footed about who he actually is. So yeah, totally. He's totally. like never. Which I think is kind of cool when you're like so like well known. That's the only yeah. way I think you can claim any sense of like privacy is you're like, well, I'm gonna just show them this shit in public, and then they can do whatever, and I'll be yeah. me over here. But again, I don't really know this guy, so let us know, Jack White. I, yeah, I think he's super like a super talented musician and interesting dude who's handled his uh, celebrity in an interesting way for sure. Mm. What is something you think is overrated, Katie? Mm, salad. Uh huh. Tuna yeah. salad, chicken salad, well, or are we talking about the leafy green shit? Just leaves. The leafy green, because when you think about it, have you ever thought about salad? You hear about this, guys? You thought about this? <laughs> you guys this? seen this thing? It's just like it's lubricated leaves and hard bread. And I could have like softer bread and mm. non-moist leaves. Mm. You know? Wait, so hold on. You want to eat a dry leaf? Like well, your no, ideal put, meal is just a dry leaf. Katie I mean, is a put, rabbit. People might not realize that <laughs> Katie is actually a rabbit. They might, yeah. You now you put a leaf on on a soft bread, right, with like some chicken or something, maybe some a kind sandwich. Of, yeah, yeah, sandwich. That's what I'm saying. Sandwiches <laughs> are better than salads. What are you doing? It's just lube leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants it. It's a um, scam. I mean, do you do you like vegetables though? You, yeah. You just so if you're gonna have your vegetable intake, you're like, eh. I'll I like just, it. I'll just Something go a raw with the veggie. Yeah, just eat a raw vegetable. Ow. Bite wow. into a big old bell pepper. Sure. Yeah, you are eating oh, okay. a uh, raw potato right now, like an apple. Yeah. yeah That's recording. Um, That's how you get your starches? I find it's good for my digestion, digestive <laughs> health, <laughs> digestion. Yes, digestion. Uh-huh. Uh As nobody <laughs> says. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, salads are better for me than sandwiches, and this might just be <laughs> in my old age. <laughs> Not like, really comfortable, but I like this. Well, they, I mean, they're being compared, right? Isn't <laughs> That's that true. Doing? Well, I guess yes. (laughs) I feel like there's got to be a new method, though, for salad eating. Like maybe like a cone made out of a lettuce, and then Uh you drizzle the inside with like vinaigrette, and then you fill it with croutons and toppings, and eat it. They really did give up on presentation. It's it's just a pile. Right, lazy. You just want to. It sounds like you just want to eat a lettuce wrap. Anything, mm-hmm. you know? right? Wait, lettuce. Those so exist? lettuces what? are for wrapping. You. That's mm-hmm. what. You, sounds like that's what you're. Mm-hmm. Where we're landing. Lettuce as a wrap. Mm-hmm. Salads are a wrap. Right, but usually lettuce wrap has like meat and stuff in it. I just want croutons wrapped in a oh. lettuce. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then let's. Just, yeah. Let's, Do you put croutons? Is it? You sound like. Uh, you're. You're a big. Uh, ton head. Do you do you put that? That was not the best I could have done, but it is what I did. Uh, do you do you put croutons in soup? I, l- I love a crouton. In oh a yeah, soup. yeah, that's good. I croutons just made, are the best. Made handmade some croutons last night by chopping bread up into cubes, but I kind of overdid the tons, so they were a little uh, bit, you know, mm, hard cinder blocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, testing those teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is something you think is underrated? I mean, this kind of dovetails with our dental conversation, but having a relaxed jaw, Mm. uh, if you are someone who doesn't constantly clench their jaw and just doesn't notice what's going on with their jaw, you are so lucky because like 
just being able to like your default being relaxing your jaw is such a dream for me to one day achieve because every time I'm like th I think about my jaw I realize it's clamped harder than like a vice it's just constantly on chomp mode and I wish I could stop mm. on chomp mode I love that Travis Scott song how are your jaws doing guys I definitely so I don't notice it for sure but then when I unclench I notice that I have been clenching it but it's always in retrospect that's such um, a good feeling though when you yeah, it really is yeah when you just remind yourself like you've got to just check in with your like where you're I like yeah I will hold my stress in my jaw sometimes yes. but I think because because I had one night where I don't know what the fuck was going on in my dreams or some shit because my jaw was fucked up in the morning I don't know if I just slept at a weird angle or like I just had my head mouth clenched a certain way so those but, dream tons, you're crunching I on know, those dream tons. I know, eating on them dream, them dream teas. <laughs> and I like, yeah, after that, the following few days, it made me so aware of how my mouth was that like over time, I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, just fuck, check in with your mouth. Every yeah. now and then. Just mm. check in, release, release the mouth. Mm -hmm. Release the mouth. Exactly. That's what uh, meditation is good for checking mm. in with with all the th weird things you're doing to your body halfway through the day i get really itchy though when i meditate because i'm like oh wait but i'm thinking about my arm now and now it's itchy right. oh you do that thing and then everything's like my arm it's just my arm it's just my arm it's just my arm it's just <laughs> <laughs> i find uh that it helps to itch your arm when that happens mm. oh yeah. wow yeah. I thought you weren't like allowed master. to move during meditation. <laughs> no, you can't move. You can't say nothing. Have to have your eyes I used closed. to make all sorts of rules about meditation. And then <laughs> somebody was like noticing that your arm itches and that that's distracting you from meditating is meditating. It's like noticing the distractions, but thinking of them as distractions. And then like that is meditation. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can you Whoa. can itch. You can Whoa, move around if you want. Yeah, that's wild. <sighs> you know, I can't wait to. Yeah, you should check Jack out on Clubhouse when you go to meditation. <laughs> Next uh, all right, let's check in real quick with uh, the crypto markets as we do at the top of every show. There uh, we go. <laughs> here we go, bro. Uh, no, so this, I don't know. Miles, you pay closer attention to this. So I am observing this like I observe young people at a distance. <laughs> but with this the phone just, dialed at 911, ready yeah, to Yeah, 91. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, See, but, we can't do that old Chris Rock bit where he says, dial 91 and then just wait because phones don't work like that anymore. Right. We have to update that one to 911, yeah. waiting to hit. Anyway, that's for old chuggy joke stealers. But this, at, from a distance, seems uh, inexplicable that people. So we had the game stonk thing where it was laid bare that if people who aren't on the street, as uh, we call it, on Wall Street, try to make money at the expense of people who are on the street, uh, who work for banks and work for, you know, hedge funds, they will flip the board, right? Like, we learned that from the Game Stunk thing. Uh, that, like, at least tried Robin to. Hood. Yeah, I mean, Robin Hood shut it down. They, yeah, they'll, they'll find a way to, like, tilt things in their direction. But then after that, people started digging into crypto. And now that seems to be like tanking. Uh, Miles, you were pointing out it's like a, it's a wavy ride. Sometimes it's you so just got to ride the I wave. Mean, if, you, if you just look at the lifespan of any of these cryptocurrencies, it does this all the time. Like it, yeah. it will be like, whoop, and then boop, and whoop. And, but I think... You know, I th there's a lot of write-ups now that they're saying, well, this time it seems very different because, you know, you have China and India also saying they're developing their own digital currencies that and saying we're not we don't want our people fucking with Bitcoin or these other cryptos that are out here. Right. Um, so because of that, there are so a lot of people are like, fuck, now what am I holding on to this Bitcoin for? But, you know, I think it all depends on where you're at. A lot of people still see this as like a, a way to disrupt like the sort of centralized market, although a lot of where it's traded is very centralized. But I mean, yeah, it's it. There's also a lot of people that lost money. And I think like you were saying, people were putting their stimulus checks into shit like, on you know, there was a whole thing on the Internet where people were like, yo, I'm fucking YOLOing this stimulus check into some Dogecoin or whatever. <laughs> and they just took a huge fucking hit 
on top of fucking like Elon also just doing his whole thing. And like, so that was creating a lot of like interest very recently at a very intense right. level. It just Wait, feels what like it's a Dogecoin because I had 10 hot dollars in there. So, oh, oh shit. Well, you know, it depends on when you bought it. Because if you're one of these people who bought it at like, you know, 70 cents <laughs> when SNL happened, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I bought it a long time ago, and then it turned into a hundred dollars. So yeah, you might be okay now, but yeah, you could say I'm a, a professional investor, meme lord. Yeah, Doge, meme Doge, lord. meme lord. I get it. Yeah, you got the diamond hands, and you're holding on for like, your life, like the rest of them. With any of these things, from Doge to uh, Bitcoin, isn't it? It's not. There's not a lot of intrinsic value. It's just human psychology. It's a. It's a prisoner's dilemma game you're playing with other people, right? So that's. It's going to be really volatile. It's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, I've it's given up on so intrinsic volatile. value with with Wall Street a long time ago. Ever right. since all the. <laughs> All those hedge fund people became billionaires from doing literally adding no value to anyone's life other than their own. But this seems, I don't know, it, by bringing people in with this like pitch of it's crypto and because you are tech savvy, you understand it. It's still such an information economy. It, it just feels like you're a farmer who like an old timey farmer who's just at the, you know, lives and dies by the weather and they have access to like meteorology and they just have the better information. So like you're going to get fucked in the end because they have the inside track. Right. I <laughs> was in a conversation with an old guy who is very distraught about the crypto crash and kept referring to Elon Musk as Elton Musk. Uh, oh, and no. that is not the, <laughs> you should not be have a, a significant amount of your livelihood or happiness tied to an information economy when you think Elon Musk's name is Elton when Musk. When you're following hair plugs, Tony Stark. Yeah, yes. that ain't going to work out for you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this other thing, too, is a lot of people who are like big crypto advocates are like, this is by design. You could see that India, China. Uh, Tesla were all basically saying, like announcing these things that would shake people's confidence in crypto to trigger a massive sell off. And they're like, they're trying to, you know, undermine the faith in what's happening here. I mean, you know, there's a lot of vested interest in all this stuff. And I think it's it's going to continue to evolve. I don't think it, to say like this is the end, I think is a little bit premature, but it's it's an evolving it's an evolving world we live in. I mean, think of all the how NFTs are becoming more and more Everyone is trying to get into that from like massive corporations now, like Dan Harmon, who's like NFTing like an animated. It's like people are trying people are trying all kinds of shit right now. And yeah, it might work out. It might not. But it's we're 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 watching it in real time. That's for sure. Yeah. Those NFT Tolkien. Yeah. NFT or non-fuckable Tolkien. This guy. Yeah. Not <laughs> Non-fuckable yeah. Tolkien's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're ugly. Yeah. They're... I mean, I feel like uh, kind of a, a heuristic to use is by the time you hear about crypto investment or one of these like meme stock type of things, by the time it uh, kind of makes the major news, it's too late to invest because you know, you're you're hearing about it last. And if you're one of the last people to like put your money into something that's like taking off, you're probably buying it when it's like, you know, at a real high and then it's probably right. going to crash again. So it's like, you know, when you when you hear news like, you know, like, oh, or, or Elon going like buy this or like, oh, wow, this stock is taking off. You know, it's probably not a good time to buy anyways, because. You know. Yeah, and, and and he knows too. He can say things and create a lot of interest in a stock and create a lot of people to start buying or selling. It's just all that's why it, it, it's right. it, it's so easy to become so cynical looking at all this and looking at the factors involved yeah. and being like, uh, this is a game that has like so many input factors and some people have such outsized influence over it. But yeah, yeah, it's, you know, someone's getting played and it's probably not. That's why people look, like Elon Musk, Jack, and right, I exactly. Our job is to look at the zeitgeist and and see the undulations in the future and the past and present. Gross. And that's why we are all in on NFTDZ. Beanie Babies. 
Yeah, uh, the and, NFT and Beanie disease. Babies. And Beanie yeah. Babies. I yeah, mean, they're all babies. tied directly to Beanie Babies. Because you think about it, they're dirt right. cheap right now, baby. Right. <laughs> I mean, dirt you can basically get them for yeah. beans. What they going to be in 15 years? Oh, you can come visit me and my mansion for the answer. <laughs> but just looking at broadly, like how this portion of American history has operated for the past, let's say, 20 to 30 years, and nothing has effectively changed about it. It's that people who are inside, there's like legal insider trading. They will find a way to profit. You will get fucked. That's how this has worked. And it just feels weird that people are now kind of scrambling to get involved because the crypto thing, like I get the appeal of the crypto thing that it's like, but it's unique and nothing that's digital is unique. So this is like the first, I don't know, it's kind of like groundbreaking. I, I understand like how that can be appealing, but I think greed and Wall Street, like insiderism is, uh, which is a real word, uh, is going to trump that every time. Yeah. yeah anytime um, like the little guy, the little investor figures out some trick to maybe earn money at the expense of Wall Street, Wall Street is going to course correct really quickly. Uh, so yeah. it's not going to it's like as soon as you're like, oh, maybe if I do this, they're just going to completely change course and make sure that never happens again. So, yeah, like by the time again, like by the time you hear about some trick in Wall Street, like by the time it's getting reported like, oh, well, the little investor could make money by doing this. It's too late. Like they're already going to learn right. about it and make sure that never happens again. Right. Yeah. The people who like that made all the money in the big short, like they were outsiders, but they were still like people who had a career's worth of experience in Wall Street and who had all these connections. Uh, they were not just like some dude who read an article online. And I, I'm i sure there's people who are very smart who can be like, you guys are full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. And I don't. I'm just looking at this from a distance and saying, writ large, if you're just getting in on crypto, somebody is trying to fuck you and they probably have uh, better access to power and information in the stock market than thing you do. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and just more on the crypto thing. Super producer Anna Hosnier, uh, Miles were pointing out like you shouldn't be watching your investments every day and making rash decisions. This is me talking about it from a third party perspective, having nothing in crypto and just seeing the news stories about it crashing and drawing a judgment based on pro what is probably overreactions by the mainstream media. I'm just saying, in general, I feel like Wall Street is out to fuck you. You know, crypto don't don't sell off if you have a long term investment strategy like crypto is, you know, might be a good investment long term. I'm just saying that I feel like they're always out to fuck you. That yeah. is my that is my educated outsider perspective. Yeah, it's like it's a long term thing that you want to invest in, not a short get rich quick scheme. That that part. Well, yeah, I th well, that's why I think a lot of the write ups are happening is because a lot of the people like it's they're catching a lot of the sentiment from people who just who just got in expecting to ride some weird wave to like multimillionaire status overnight and I then mean, you know and elton i think guy. yeah i mean this this <laughs> this elton manx is really something else all right well let's talk about the ultimate investment strategist the guy mm -hmm. who you should be listening to when it comes to where to put your money that yeah, is Hutton. of course the former president uh, of the united states donald trump the Trump org investigation went from civil to criminal. Uh, the New York City Attorney General's office has announced that their investigation is a criminal investigation. And that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, because civil just means fines and like go to class to like to remember, don't be swindling people with your condo pitches. And now criminal means potential for jail time because the New York Attorney General, uh, Letitia James, She's been conducting a civil inquiry 
And this was over like the tax filings. And if they were goofing the numbers on like the value of properties and then lowballing shit, you know what I mean? Just to kind of get their their tax breaks and, you know, you know how the how that class do. But now it's a criminal matter. And it's interesting because we don't know what is known or what they know or who is at risk here, who's a focus of, an, of investigation. But it is funny because back last summer, Eric Trump was fighting fucking tooth and nail against testifying in this case like in giving any kind of testimony because he was essentially he was like this could turn into a criminal case and I don't want to incriminate myself so mm. that happened and I don't know if it's for those I mean, we, there's been a lot of speculation about those Soho condos uh, a lot of shit about that but which, who knows in which I mean, Ivanka is implicated because she was right. part of the what could be termed as the big lie to those uh, Soho uh, <laughs> renters, buyers, buyers yeah. people who bought condos when they were like, we're at least 85% full. Uh, these things are being snapped up. And there were like five people who had bought yeah. condos. So it's really bad. The other thing, too, is there's a thing in New York called the Martin Act, which for specifically things like fraud in the sales of like, securities or even fucking condominiums Uh it gives the ag all these other powers to prosecute that kind of fraud so that's a little bit of a sweat stain moment and then when the washington post like hit up eric trump for comment on all of this like you know what what do you think about this switch to criminal he just sent them a fucking video montage of letitia james like from her 2018 campaign saying like oh the president's illegitimate and stuff and we're gonna we're gonna sue him He's going to know my name personally. It's like, yeah, well, if there's evidence, I don't know. So he's trying yeah. to say it's a witch hunt, but it gets better because Trump finally, he actually responded to this, this new update. And I put a photo in the doc so you can see the Donald Trump blog. There's this long word vomit is what the post is in response to the case going criminal. The two things underneath are what the normal length of entries are for the desk of Donald Trump uh- blog site. <laughs> This thing looks like a panic attack in text form. Holy like you can just shit. tell like just compared to the other things. It's, I can't even zoom in enough to like see it all on one page. Okay, well, I'll just I'll tell you what the highlights are throughout this fucking tome of nonsense. Not a single paragraph break, by the way. <laughs> no, one. not one. It looks one. like a Rosetta Stone of shit. It looks like a text you get from like that homie and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> you're like this long. Oh, my God. Y'all just need to break up. (laughs) So it says, quote, there's no mistake more corrupt or there's nothing more corrupt than an investigation that is desperate search of a crime. But make no mistake. That is exactly what is happening here. The attorney general of New York literally campaigned on prosecuting Donald Trump. Third person. Even before she knew anything about me. What, do you, what the fuck do you person. mean didn't know anything about you? Prosecuting Donald Trump. Even, literally anyway. everybody knew everything about you. You were the president <laughs> at the time. Dude, multiple documentaries about the fucking alleged fraud that you've committed and people being like, yo, he screwed me out of money. Fuck right. this guy. Uh, he goes on. This is something that happens in failed third world countries, wow. not the United States. If you can run for a prosecutor's office pledging to take out your enemies and be elected to that job by partisan voters who wish to enact political re- retribution, then we are no longer a free constitutional democracy. The district attorney's office has been going after me for years based on a lying, discredited lowlife who has not listened to or given credibility for other prosecutional offices and sentenced to three years in prison for lying and other events unrelated to me. That's I mean, literally, that's just a fucking tip of this fucking shitberg that he posted. It's it's all witch hunt shit. Right. It's all witch hunt shit. It's it is. I don't know. It's really weird to see Trump prose when I'm so used to like Trump haikus from Twitter, yeah. where it's just like illegal crimes, witch hunt, very right. unfair. And then, right. like, but to see like a thing written out in full, albeit scrambled sentences is really weird. It seems like somebody wrote this for him or yeah. gave he was pulling from something because the sentences are far too full. Uh, and uh, they, he just has put them all in one long jumble. But. I mean, but he did say other attorney generals. <laughs> Instead of so, attorneys general. Attorneys general. I think there is something to that. But the beginning feels very Trump when he says, I have just learned through leaks in the mainstream media. What? It was a news story that came out, fool. What they you, leaked uh, it. They leaked it to the le- news. Because he loves, he just has to use all his hot words like leaks. Dude, it leaks in the mainstream Antifa media that that have been cancel cultured into a civil and criminal case. Like, what the fuck? So, you know, go on. 
panic on. Because this yeah. is just the so many. He has so There's a case in Georgia, too. Let's not forget that. Right. And all the other fucking civil cases, people are personally, personally suing him, including his own sister and just many, like, uh, E. Jean Carroll, all, he has so many fucking cases. He just doesn't pay anyone. Like he, he'll like hire yeah, he's a contractor, people, yeah. and he just doesn't pay them. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's now time for the story we've all been waiting for. Cicadas. We we knew Brood. Uh, what I had been calling Brood X, uh, but apparently <laughs> his Brood think? Ten uh, is they're coming out into the world. Uh, and oh, it's Brood Ten. Yeah, I know, man. Oh, I'm so like 90s fools. range. I'm like, Brood X. <laughs> no, I've been calling it Brood X. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, this is Brood X. Fuck what it's you heard. Well, NPR is calling it Brood 10. Oh, uh, screw NPR. NPR also called uh, him Malcolm 10. So that yeah. would yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 10 games. <laughs> <laughs> so these cicadas are coming out and they are on their way out. Uh, as they get closer to like sexual maturity, which is when they come out, their body gives off some sort of chemical marker that then causes this fungus to like mature rapidly. As they're coming through the ground, it infects them. Their insides basically get replaced with what appears to be like an eraser, uh, mm-hmm. like a pencil eraser. Uh, that's just absolutely packed with spores of this fungus. And it is full of amphetamines and psilocybin. Uh, <laughs> and they spend the whole time that they're out just high out of their minds, uh, incredibly horny, and uh, just trying to mate with anything that moves uh, and therefore spreading the fungus around to other cicadas. It's wild. Katie, yeah. can you explain that? Well, I actually, I just did a podcast on Creature Feature uh, with Mara Wilson about Brood X uh, recently. And yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> my my sister-in-law just sent me this article this morning. I guess everyone knows that I would want to hear about yeah. this and talk about it. Fungus are one of the few sort of like dangers to cicadas as they are underground and await their emergence after 17 years of right. developing underground so they their life cycle is basically they lay eggs the eggs you know fall down onto the ground and the larva go, goes and burrows underground they take 17 years to mature and then after those 17 years they all simultaneously emerge and start fucking each other and and then this cycle begins again. But these fungi will infect the cicadas while they're underground. And then as they come up, you know, they then like as they make that final molt uh, into their adult forms, the fungus causes their butts to fall off. Yeah. And then it replaces that entire area where their genitals and the, the rear end of their abdomen would be with like this weird, like white, chalky, packed in spores just like jack said and it releases a uh the wait how do they fuck if they got no butt they can't they but fuck. they try but they, they don't try and that wait so then how do they re- how do they procreate for the next cycle they don't they don't there's not it's not like the whole population has the the infection oh, it's just a small oh, number of them oh gotcha so some yeah. are freaky no right. butt fuck i mean zombies. there are there are so there are there are so many cicadas there's like yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of th- like I actually I, think like millions of cicadas that come out because Her Majesty she's from the D.C. Maryland area yeah and she was saying earlier how people are already wrapping their trees and shit like to prepare for this because they don't want their trees to become like cicada fuck parties and things like that and it's, oh I it's thought they were wrapping them in like something romantic just to, like, put the <laughs> with cicadas a big bow, on them. <laughs> yeah. with a nice aromatic yeah. aromatherapy set <laughs> and some tasty lubes no I just like they're <laughs> trying to protect their property it's just wild to me like because like being in Japan all the time as a kid cicadas are just a very normal part of like the su- summer soundscape like in fact something's wrong if I don't hear cicadas you know screaming yeah that's when the aliens have come. Right, but this is funny, like, to now when over here we have this one that's, like, every 17 years, it's, right. like, the fucking pestilence. Well, yeah. it's more than every 17 years because, so these are, 
there are multiple species and multiple groups of these cicadas. So you will have even the one group. So like this uh, brood X will only emerge every 17 years. But there's like another group of cicadas that are slightly out of sync with that one. So you get right. every few years, you get a giant amount of cicadas coming out. Is it geographic? Like, is there yes. like brood X like takes over the East Coast and then brood whatever the fuck? I mean, it's not that huge of like a geographical chunk, but certainly like there's, you'll have maybe areas, cicadas yeah. in like this area and then there's uh, ones in this area. But also if there are different species, those can, those can um, differ. They can be in the same region. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't think it's like, uh, you, you do get that regional difference in terms of which are emerging at what time, but it's not right. like, it's not like on the West Coast, we get it every 10 years. And then on the East Coast, right. they get it every seven. It's it's much so, more diversified than that. One question I had, because th this just raises like something that I think is interesting about drug use in general, uh, is that like when when we take drugs, it's not like the powder from the uh, ecstasy we take is going into our brain and like the little powder molecules are like going in there. It's like it's causing your brain to make its own drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. and, like that's what that's what this fungus does is it causes the cicadas to make psilocybin and amphetamines. And like they basically are like pumped full of those. But it's like by their own body. So it just made me wonder, like, are there examples of throughout human history where they think like, oh, they were probably like that was probably a massive wave of some infection that made everybody like start tripping for like a <laughs> for an entire summer or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you mentioned this uh, in the doc, but there's that the rye ergot, um, which is that fungus that grows on rye, which when cooked into bread and ingested uh, can cause all sorts of health problems, but also has uh, hallucinogenic uh, effects. And so that's been speculated to be behind some of the Salem witch trials of those girls, like, accusing their neighbors right. of being witches. and Like, like they the believed what they were seeing. Yeah. And uh, Justin, producer Justin, just pointed out that this is something I had heard about. I had never heard it attributed to a fungus, but the dancing plague, the thing where people couldn't stop dancing and some of them danced until they died. People uh, believe that was caused by a fungal infection. So that's that sounds very similar, actually. Mm. Danced until their butts fell off. Right. Because uh, if they're eating this like rye fungus and it uh, produces this like ergotamine and then that ingestion of it can cause hallucinations and uh, in terms of medical conditions, though, there are medical conditions where you can make yourself get drunk, not drinking any alcohol. It's called autobrewery syndrome or gut fermentation syndrome. Wow. So ethanol is actually produced by fermentation by fungi or bacteria in the uh, GI system. And you don't have to drink anything. You know, you just eat normally. And then you have like this abnormal gut uh, bacteria or yeast or fungi that is creating basically beer. <laughs> right. Your wow. So your stomach, you get drunk. your stomach turns into a pruno bag from prison <laughs> where whatever you eat is now like, dude, that's booze now. Yikes. How many times have people like gotten DUIs and been like, I swear I didn't drink anything. You can't, you could get out of a DUI if you have this medical condition. Yeah, I think I I've actually read a case of that. Like someone hey, got pulled over. I'm not and even drunk sauce for just give me, I'm telling you, I got a brewer's stomach. <laughs> what? All right. What all right, buddy. fuck are you talking about? Here. You're driving a fucking school bus, man. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a lawyer who specializes in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I will he get you says, out of a DUI. He likes to pull rabbits out of a hat, and he only takes on cases where he knows it's like, oh right. yeah, you do have auto brewery syndrome. Okay, I'll take this case. Do you or someone you love have auto brewery syndrome? You may get money in a settlement. Right. Yeah. yeah, but we need you to get pulled over for a DUI first. <laughs> yeah. So this is all sorts of strange. Uh, one one thing that I will just note, uh, in case anyone's getting any big ideas uh, about going out and 
eating any cicadas cicadas. they see uh, with their asses blown off by a (laughs) plug of spores. So the scientists uh, are saying in this NPR article, there's always a risk in eating cicadas pumped filled with amphetamines. That was just... (laughs) <laughs> Great uh-huh. understatement. That was okay. just one of a thousand compounds we found in the cicadas, and we don't know what those other compounds are capable of doing to humans. I'm sorry, man. This is going to be the new Tide Pods. Well, but right. people already eat cicadas during these mass cicada blooms. Like they before, put them on ice cream. Before the trippy ass spores? Yeah, they don't. I think it's uh, irrelevant to the trippy ass spores. It's just like, oh, this is a fun event. Like a local ice cream store may like put candied cicadas. Sure, on their sure. Ice but cream. I'm talking about like me, if I'm 17 right now and I'm reading that their butts are filled with psilocybin and, and amphetamines, I'm like, bro, we got to see if that shit oh, yeah. happened. <laughs> happen. Like, I yeah. mean, but, it's, you know. yeah, it's like psilocybin is the same chemical found in psychedelic mushrooms, but. I think you'd be safer off doing psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, but again, this is for idiot kids. I'm putting (laughs) myself in an idiot kid mode, and I'm hearing there's free drugs in these cicada assholes. My friend from uh, Dayton, when I moved to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, he came down to visit me. Uh, We were good friends, but like not such good friends that I I was just a little like, wow, he like wants to stay for a week, and then made us like go out into horse fields and look for. psilocybin mushrooms under shit piles in in a uh, horse and cow fields uh kids will do anything to get high yep. is but my, don't uh, scientists yeah. say don't because we never yeah. ate them i wouldn't let them eat any of the <laughs> any of the you don't mushrooms. the thing is i don't think you want to just eat a mystery mushroom no it's probably not good for you i mean like what i was talking about that rye ergot um, not only could it cause hallucinogenic effects, but ergotism with repeated ingestion of it, uh, which uh, could cause gangrene and convulsions. So people's like skin and oh, digits no. falling off in convulsions. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we know about this butt fungus, but I wouldn't mess around with it personally. Yeah. Kids do not smoke cicada ass this summer. Yeah. Is that even a combination like that people do? Like, I know that MDMA and amphetamines is ecstasy, but like is mushrooms and amphetamines like a combo? But that's not that's not a that's not one you really want to be like, yo, yeah, I'm gonna beam up and have a full on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, OK, that, I'll be in seem... space and have an anxiety attack. Yeah. Right. They seem incongruous. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. So first of all, I just want to uh, address some of my critics, some of the haters out there. No, there's been a bunch of people who I think uh, took our discussion on the 60 Minutes UFO report to be me being like, there's definitely aliens, there are aliens out there. And I am just interested in how inexplicable this all seems. And a reasonable explanation that I have, heard is that the U.S. military industrial complex is out of enemies to scare people with. And so they're like staging this to be like, (laughs) yo, we need worse weapons. We need better weapons. Pay us to make them because they're aliens out there. We don't know. But we're all fucked up off like cicada ass. And we're like, nah, we fuck with them. Like, (laughs) fuck fuck you, bro. Don't fuck with our alien homies. But I'm I'm interested in any and all explanations that y'all think are interesting and plausible. Uh, hit me with them. I some people are hitting me with uh, this has already been thoroughly explained here, and then it's like a forty minute YouTube video, or yeah. it's like a page with ninety videos debunking various sightings that aren't the one that we talked about. But I I do just want to say I have no doubt there are false positives. Like I. I once saw what looked like a glowing gas cloud hovering at what appeared to be like 30 feet over Santa Monica in the night sky. And it turned out to be an exhaust plume that was like miles up and catching sunlight coming over the horizon after the sun had set on the ground. And it was like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, but it was like from a SpaceX launch that apparently they happen all the time. Like there's... All sorts of weird explanations and cool shit that you can see that looks very alien. 
I just mm-hmm. want explanations. I just, I think yeah. it's very. The fuck was that? Fucking That's all cool. I'm saying. The yeah, fuck yeah. was that? What then? the fuck? Yeah, because um, UFO doesn't mean alien spacecraft. Yeah. It just means I mean, unidentified flying object. It means too dumb to know what the fuck that is. Right. right. And so yes. I think that, I mean, there's probably a lot of like, you know, false reports of a UFO where, you know, you have. You know, you, you think you see something and you don't or, or something. But but I think a lot of them are real sightings of something. Things, yeah. I don't think it's personally, I don't think aliens, you know, would would bother to come all the way here just to like, you know, dip around and do cool kickflips and then leave. Yeah. But although now that I say it out loud, it does kind of sound like <laughs> it does these sound are fun. what skate videos look like to aliens. <laughs> they just come up and fuck with our fighter jets. Like, oh, that was gnarly, dude. It's and like aliens, jackass. Right. <laughs> the fighter jets are like the cops running after them with like, right. They're like, watch this. Get back here. Sixty yeah. miles away. Deuce, I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of. I know there are a lot of like meteorological phenomena that can result in seeing things that look like objects or spheres or bright lights. Like there's, I think something called a sun dog, where you get this like weird geometric pattern of light. When you're at a certain place and a certain elevation with certain kind of weather phenomenon. And, you know, like there's always space junk falling to Earth, like old satellites, uh, you know, falling down usually doesn't hit anything. uh, But you could definitely see something weird in the sky, which is like, you know, space junk coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Anyways, hit us with explanations. Uh, but only the ones that you. prove the existence of aliens. <laughs> right, aliens. right. Exactly. Fuck out of here. Yeah. I need the arrival. I'm on the other side of this with the uh, with the Havana syndrome. I think that is like happening in people's brains. But like, that's another one where I read everything that comes out about that because I find it interesting that we still like don't fully understand what's going on there. It- I appreciate you not bringing up the new case near D.C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think there are aliens in the universe. I think statistically speaking, that's very likely. I just think statistically speaking, them managing to find us very unlikely, but not impossible. Yeah, yeah. they'll find us like three million years after we've destroyed ourselves. They're like, right. oh damn! They're like, <laughs> yeah, people come through like, yo, have y'all seen this place? Right. Oh my god, what did they do here? What a chuggy planet. Uh, <laughs> Rubberneck, dig up uh, some like museum and they'll be like, don't look, don't look. Ugh, that's right. so depressing. All right. Let's talk about Kendall Jenner and uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, and celebrity tequila in general. It's all fucked up. And I just, you know, shout out to the absolute worst representative of the San Fernando Valley. Kendall Jenner, you fucking clown. The launch of 818 tequila, the sacred zip code of the valley. You turn it into a fucking tequila brand. That's a separate issue. Okay. And that's my own personal shit. But this now, she did a photo shoot in Jalisco where the distillery for her new tequila company is. And the photo shoot in the video of it is uh, as about as sensitive as Kendall Jenner can be in an ad for a beverage. Um, <laughs> it's completely toned up and cringe for. as fuck. Join the conversation. She yes. got, look, people are accusing her of God. all kinds of cultural, cultural appropriation. They're, they're not feeling her like sort of ponytail braids that she's rocking. Oh, the, the, just like the vibe with her and like the himadores, like the guys who are in the fields, like actually cutting the agave and things like that. So, you know, I think whatever you look at it, th- what is very clear is this shit is just such a transparent attempt to paint her or this product as like authentic in any way, rather than it looking like a chill white savior influencer shoot. Mm. But this is the whole thing. This whole tequila brand has been fucking up since she announced it. Like her first misstep, A, was labeling the tequila shit like Blanco tequila, tequila or Reposado tequila. Where, you know, if you're actually going to respect the Spanish language, it would be tequila blanco or tequila añejo or tequila reposado. This shit putting blanco tequila. And people were like, you fucking appropriating motherfucker. You can't even respect the fucking language to label the product that is something coming from Mexico. On top of agave being a very important plant culturally. You know, there's just a lot of just 
a lot of weird, icky shit going on with the whole celebrity tequila vibe. On top it's of that, hella blanco. It's, it's hella oh blanco God. tequila. It's super blanco, blanco. AF. <laughs> it's <laughs> real blanco tequila per favore. Yeah, for favor pour. Anyway, it'll say pour p o u r. Pour oh right, a right, favor right. For a yeah. friend, por favor. It means thanks uh. in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so. They, on top of that, we're finding out that I didn't know this, but there's a, this distillery that her tequila comes out of is like very well known and is basically like a Build-A-Bear shop for celebrity tequila. <laughs> so this like a lot of tequila experts are saying like so each bottle of tequila will have like a certain number that and that designates it to a very specific distillery because that's how they regulate like the actual production of like authentic tequila and things like that. And a lot of these places come from a very specific distillery, like 60 tequilas come out of here. Like, whereas where you have things like Patron or other brands, they only come out of this one distillery. So they, this is from a tequila expert saying, quote, basically, they just make barrels and barrels and barrels of tequila and celebrities come in and literally pick a barrel. So they're not there might be a little of a little bit of a difference between brands like one is aged in French oak and another's aged in American oak. But essentially, it's exactly the same bottle, and the celebrity just buys that, and then they just use their marketing and their branding to sell it to you. What you're paying for is the celebrity affiliation and not the quality of tequila. There's also just concerns about like how these people are paid, because the cost of agave has skyrocketed since like the celebrity tequila boom, and there's like a shortage, too. So all of it's very fucked up. All that to say why don't you like buy a real authentic shit? Because there are small, small makers of tequila that are even being squeezed out because agave prices are becoming so high in Mexico. So yeah, just a, a very uh, dark look into 818 tequila. And even like, you know, George Clooney's tequila. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Miles. I care so much about Mio Amigos. <laughs> Mio <Yeah>. Amigos. <laughs> this is also happening in the um, ghost kitchen world, like where like there's been these massive, uh, like burger chains that have launched based only on the concept that you can order a burger close to you and it's affiliated with like some fucking TikTok influencer. It's yeah, th this kind of shameless use of celebrity branding to sell you identical shit is is fine. Like I, you know, like the free market baby. Yeah, and the. <laughs> <laughs> the placebo effect is real. If it makes you feel like George Clooney to drink his fucking tequila, hell yeah, dude. Like that's But also like that's what you're chasing? That's the dragon yeah, you're chasing. I mean, but <laughs> if that's what you're chasing, that's great. Yeah. Uh I just don't think you're better than the people who like seek out Guy Fieri's restaurants or, you know, like because they have his name on the wall or like that's the same shit. Like you're that that's exactly what you're doing. And it okay, and it's but no if different. You have been to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in Las Vegas. It's actually legit. It's very good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, I shouldn't chef. have used. I shouldn't have used a celebrity chef because yeah. And Guy Fieri has Guy Fieri. Sorry. Thank you. Guy Fieri. Thank you. Yeah. Has a actual like a tourist take on uh how food should be prepared. So that was a terrible example. Don't think you're better than. People who uh, order food from the rapper Tyga's uh, delivery-only restaurant featuring chicken right. bites. Or Steve Aoki's virtual pizza joint uh, called Pizza Aoki. Jim Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Well, they are the same people who eat at Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching... Um, uh, I got We got a Margaritaville cookbook for Christmas, and uh, we watched the Margaritaville cookbook companion video. And the chef that wrote uh, the Margaritaville cookbook uh, was clearly he's clearly just a chef who has like no experience being like a personality at all. So he's just kind of staring at the camera with a bunch of like chopped up onions and some raw fish. And he's like, so the Margaritaville lifestyle is being relaxed <laughs> Poor guy. on the beach. You know, it's like party, but on the beach with sand in your toes, real loose and relaxed and i made these this shrimp dish it's oh, very margaritaville because sure. it's so relaxed on the beach 
This is no fun. I don't want to go to this sad town where you have he this chef. Like he was going to cry. <laughs> like this is what this is not what he had imagined he would be doing as a chef. No, definitely. Oh God, does anyone picture themselves being like, Dad? When I grow up, I want to be the head chef of Margaritaville. And I'll the, be a chef and a brand ambassador. I'm going to Bovine University. Shaker of salt tortilla chips. <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I've really fucked this whole thing up. Life. Has I'm... anyone heard from my wife? <laughs> I anyone? Know, like, seriously. <laughs> it's like I've never drank before, but I'm planning on becoming an alcoholic <laughs> at mm-hmm. this point. Gotta, <laughs> gotta wash down those tears with some Kindle Jenner. Yeah. Blanco tequila. Yeah. Ooh, I like the Ugh. pronunciation of Kendall Jenner is Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. 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 Cicada, cicada, let's call the whole thing off was an uh-huh. old person joke I said before we started recording. And I liked it so much I thought I'd share with you guys. It was while funny we then and it's funny now. Yeah. And cool. Uh well, Katie, it's been such a pleasure having you as always on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people Find you, follow you, experience you. Yeah, you can get the Katie Golden experience. Uh, <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, the uh, Creature Feature podcast is my podcast. Uh, if you're interested in more about cicadas, I talked about it with Mara Wilson a couple weeks ago. Uh, the episode's called Brood X because screw NPR. It's Brood X to me. Hell yeah. And uh, you can find me online uh, at Katie Golden on Twitter, K-A-T-I-E-G-O-L-D-I-N. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, as always, I'm also pro bird rights. So if you can picture it, Jack and Miles have been talking to this sort of murmurating flock of birds this whole time. Yes, mm-hmm. that is important for uh, important to imagine. We should have said love that watching murmurations, Murmur, <laughs> murmuration, especially of starlings. And that is Mara Wilson, famous actress. Yeah, uh, who yeah. You were talking about, yeah, yeah. Uh, very funny person. All right, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a tweet that actually kind of fits in with our UFO discussion by Matt Lubchansky, also a great comic artist, uh, who wrote, I love to be an alien and to traverse the entire vastness of space in a hyper-advanced craft, make one guy in a plane look at my weird shit, and then disappear forever. <laughs> I mean, it sounds fun to me. I don't know. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also, the other pod, 420 Day Fiance. For those 90 Day Fiance fans out there, come chill with us. Uh, tweet I like is from a past guest, Mike Drucker, at Mike Drucker. Amazon put out a press release about how they're going to improve working conditions. And I just want to read some of it to you out loud before I get to what his uh, sort of commentary on this was. It's called Amazen. Guides yes. employees through mindfulness practices in individual interactive kiosks <laughs> at buildings. During right. shifts, employees can visit Zen stations and watch short videos featuring easy-to-follow well-being activities, including guided meditations, positive affirmations, calming scenes with sounds, and more. Mike Drucker says, this is how people speak in the movie Demolition Man. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yeah. Holy shit. That is yeah. exactly. Oh, that is, oh, no. yeah. So welcome to San Angeles 2022. Yeah, that, that uh, boring dystopia subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go follow that. I did not know that was a subreddit. Josh Letterman, old friend 99, tweeted, Plan around in calcula- calculator app. Some of these numbers are huge. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? This is kind of a bittersweet one. Matthew Beefmaster <laughs> tweeted, just logged into my dad's phone, and the last thing he Googled before he died was Bond films in order. <laughs> and Aww. I feel like that's going to be me uh... as well. Not necessarily that Google, but something act. like, uh, yeah, order... The people Jaws ate in order, uh, Jaws 1 through Jaws the Revenge. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Chronological list. Yeah. I like that, though, when someone's passed away and you find just a little remnant of them, a funny remnant. Yeah. yeah. And, like, what could be more, like, them than oh, buying yeah. films in order? That's why, like, I, I will keep up this one Google Voice account because I have a, fuck, a, cup, a couple of voicemails from, like, homies that passed away. And, like, I just, it's, like, the one place I'm like, ah, yes. 
There they are at their peak, that. baby. Yeah. The last uh, joke my grandpa made before he passed away was uh, he had to give a urine sample and he was also drinking some orange juice and he like looked at the nurse and he's like, now you're sure you didn't get these mixed up. Hey, so I love that. Hey, that grandpa, fun. real grandpa joke. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa, you said right when he got back from the hospital before he passed away, he said, I'm fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. And then Ariel at Ariel Bo tweeted, uh, Nathan Fielder should replace Ellen. And true words have never been spoken. <laughs> what would that show be like? That oh, be- man. Yo, he is, I think I've talked about this probably multiple times, but watching him live do his thing live, he can like just look out into an audience and like cold read people and be like, that is an interesting person. Uh, one person he brought up was too drunk and like was not interesting and he was like ah you're too drunk shit Uh, i thought you were interesting but you're just drunk and then like but just like moved through about five people and every one of them was fascinating like that is like superpower that he has just an ability to find people like the bill gates impersonator i really do want to see him do more performances though because i know he's kind of been more in like a producer role uh lately uh and he's but like, God, I know that he doesn't want to like keep doing Nathan for you, and he wants to end that, you know, gracefully. But I want him to do something else where he's yeah. performing because his yeah. delivery and his comedy instinct is amazing. He's so good. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might enjoy. Miles, what is a song that we're going to link off to in the footnotes that we think people should check out? Uh, This is just a track I was just listening to. It was helping me feel good like summer vibes just something you know you want to play at a pool party you know when like those things happen eventually again this is from the artist dj saint thomas and it's called fodder and it just got good you know just i don't know just feels like a summer i I don't know that this song instantly evoked i was at some like outdoor pool function and for that transportational quality i thank you so please check it out all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye.